is up everybody and welcome to tailgate talks powered by the nation tonight is tuesday july 18th and you're listening to episode 189 Uh, tonight we're talking about the tbt tournament as it heads to lubbock for the first time ever Uh, Me and Dustin are ready to be at the USA cheering on the Air Raiders this weekend. So we're going to kind of dive into that, preview the TBT a little bit, talk about that. And then we we came across what we thought would be a fun idea with the whole Micah Hudson recruitment and receiver and and the position that he plays. We thought it'd be fun to build the best receiver we can with using past Texas Tech players from the Leach era on. So we're not going to go all the way back. We're going to start year 2000. Um, cause there's obviously some greats in there, but we're going to build the best wide receiver that we can using Texas tech receiving legends. So, uh, we've got a fun show for you guys today and to catch everything here that we're doing at tailgate talks, got to follow us, follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify. Uh, we've been a little sporadic with our, uh, shows over the summer. It's hard to find stuff to talk about right now and that's okay. Uh, but football season is nearing, so we will be, uh, ramping it up in preparation for that. Um, but we also have a wedding on the way. So, uh, uh, so there, so it might be a little bit off for now. Um, but catch everything we're doing, follow us there, leave us five stars, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, we always appreciate those reviews. Also follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram and we hopped on threads for a sec. Um, and that quickly died out. Um, maybe that's a fun conversation to get into. Uh, uh, maybe we'll discuss that a little bit. Um, but but yeah, Threads is out. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow there. That's where we do most of our posting. Um, also follow our YouTube channel. Been slow over the summer. Uh, but once football season kicks back up, we will be posting videos, uh, recapping games and all that stuff. So follow the YouTube channel. And lastly, if anything to add to the tailgate, questions, comments, anything you want us to discuss, to discuss on the tailgate, email us. Email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. Raider! 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 Man, I've been waiting all my life to do that. All right, Dustin. Well, the TBT tournament is headed to Lubbock for the first time. The TBT tournament's been around for a while, uh, but recently has drawn interest from the Lubbock fan base as last year was the Air Raiders' first entrance into the TBT tournament. Um, And they rewarded our fandom by giving Lubbock a location for the TBT tournament. And so uh, here's the list of teams that will be coming to Lubbock and be playing here over the next few days. You got the number one seed air Raiders, our guys out there. They will be facing off with the number eight seed, the purple hearts. Uh, You've got the two seated bleed green. That is the university of North Texas alumni team versus the number seven rising grind, which I found out is a a mix of D two D three and NAIA players. So that's kind of cool. Um, you've also got HBCU United, which is a mixture of HBCU players. Uh, that's cool to have. And then you got in the lab, which is a new TBT team, which, um, 
I don't, I, I couldn't find like super good history about them. I think they're a new entrant into the tournament this year, kind of a mixture of guys kind of put together. And then the four seed, the Enchantment, a University of New Mexico alumni team versus number five, Austin's own a UT alumni. So that's the bracket, Dustin. Um, what do you kind of think about the mixture of teams that we got coming to Lubbock this week? Yeah, so I actually dove into each team a little bit just to do do some research. I would like to call this like the Wild West type region. You know, we're encompassing yeah. a lot of Texas and Right, getting your John Rothstein on there by naming the the region, the, I like it. The Wild West region, you know, and it's in based in Lubbock in the Wild West, home of the cactus mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you were just saying you couldn't find stuff on in the lab. In this bracket of eight teams, four teams are brand new. Yeah, four teams. I saw that. No Purple Hearts team, is brand new. Experience Austin's own the UT team. Yeah. In the lab, Purple Hearts, which Texas playing, and Rise and Grind. All four of those teams are brand new. No other bracket has more than two new teams, and we ended up with four. Um, And then you only have us and North Texas in their second year. Mm -hmm. So, really, the enchantment is, like, the most experienced team, and they're only in, like, their third. (laughs) Yeah. So, you have a lot of, I wouldn't say youth, but, like, inexperience as, like, groups of teams um, for the TBT, and that kind of goes back to, like, my Wild West type deal, like, kind of don't know what might happen with how much inexperienced yeah. team groups of teams are um, with this group. So that's, that's a lot of fun um, to have in there. Um, I know the Red Raider fan base has been from what I've heard great about selling the tickets and should be in a great attendance, especially if, you know, Wednesday we play at eight o'clock, but if we win that game and Texas wins their game, we're facing yep. off in the second round Friday at eight o'clock. Friday nighter. And yeah. That game will be very intense That'll just because of how the tech fans are having a home game on a Friday night against the Texas team. <laughs> That's what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, that makes this whole kind of region super worth it as if you get that second round matchup. Yeah. I mean, obviously hosting and having all these games would be worth it, but I mean, to get to play UT and this would be, uh, extra fun and of course if you get that win just more bragging rights that you get to have uh, over UT in basketball which is kind of one of those uh, you know things that you've dominated over the stretch here right and you have the little bit of crossover of Grant McCaslin and North Texas yeah. coming to town also yeah. I don't know if any of these guys were his um, the last few years I'm sure there's at least one or two in there um, and I know that they did pretty good last year. I think they went on like a pretty decent run last year. Um, so they're they're a solid team. I think they were a low seed last went, year, and now they they're a two, two seed. They went two and one so, last yeah. year, so they made it to their regional final. Uh, yeah. Made a little run. Um, before we get into our team, the only I looked into like every team. Obviously, like this is former player college players that didn't make it big, so not a lot of big names out there but still some like if you paid attention to college basketball there are probably yeah. some fun names that so you'll I started see to look at up. each team and i'm like no no obviously like d2 and i i don't know any of these but the austin team a couple team people yeah, stood out to I me figured. uh cameron ridley the big center it's kind of like a, a little baby face but i remember him um the one that really stood out i scrolled down and i'm like do kerwin roach <laughs> holy smokes <laughs> Yeah, I saw a tweet earlier that he's not going to be able to play though. He's not going to oh, be available really? for the game. Yeah, oh, he was one shit. of the. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. That was the one on their team that really like, whoa, <laughs> he's pretty right, recent. Yeah. I remember him and like, damn. And then of course you have the, the Chandra Jones that was on the air Raiders last year and went off. And it's yeah. the funniest part of him switching over is his picture on the Austin zone team page is him in an air Raiders uniform. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I'm sure yeah, he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder if you follow his Twitter. Yeah, if you follow him on Twitter, he had a little bit of beef about Which that, is good, bringing a little exchange. more outside um, yeah, makes excitement it, yeah. into that UT Tech rivalry. So that's a little fun nugget there. Give, yeah, give he'll Sean be trying to get some time. buckets in that game for sure. But yeah. I, I just don't think he realized that we were trying to do like an all-tech team. And, yeah. And, you know, last year he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster until like the very end. Um, But so, so yeah, let's the, get into the that full part. roster for the Air Raiders – and right now, I haven't seen anybody not going to participate. I know the Tech posted a team photo, and all guys yeah. were present except for Davide, who apparently is supposed to arrive tonight. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that means for his performance tomorrow. Um, but here's our roster. It's obviously Davide Moretti, Davion Warren, Dejan Kravich, John Robertson, Kyler Edwards, Matt Mooney, Parker Hicks, Tariq Owens, Todrick Gocher, Zach Smith, and Jordan Tolbert round out the Air Raid roster. Dustin, um, some of the names that I just listed there. What are some of the ones that are that make you most excited? Uh, as I ran through that list, there's two that really pop that make me the most excited. Davide, I think, kind of yeah. has a place in all our Red Raider hearts from that Elite Eight and National Championship run. You know, hey, he went back to Italy to play. Um, so we haven't really seen much of him. So it'll be really fun to have him back in the building. Um, man, and then a guy like Tariq Owens, who brought yeah. probably the most energy to that NAS championship team. Um, it's really cool. But I think two other guys that this is cool for, it's cool for all of them with what I'm about to say, but like the two old guards, Todrick Gocher and John Roberson. Yeah. They're yeah like that's the, what I was thinking. They're like the old yeah. guard here, but like for all these guys, and especially like those two that have been out for a while to be able to come back to the spirit arena and put on a tech Jersey or some version of a tech Jersey, whatever you want to call it. Um, and get to play again in front of Texas tech fans and a crowd and all that stuff. And, you know, they've been practicing in the Womble, so they didn't have that kind of facility when they were here. Um, they were practicing yeah. in the in the dungeon of the Spirit Arena, shared with the volleyball team, you know. So really cool for those older guys to come back and and get to relive a little bit of glory days and the tech love. Yeah, I think that's the coolest part of the TBT is you know when these guys ultimately hang up their Texas Tech jerseys in the past. You you know that was it. That's a wrap. You know yeah. that's the wrap on their career. You don't get to see them really anymore um and you know and so tbt giving us this opportunity you know last year was really fun you and me both got really into it getting to see Very. some of our guys back <laughs> um this year i'm gonna be super into it getting to see john robertson back in the usa todrick gocher back in the usa De dejon kravich you know jordan tolbert jordan guys who were really, really like, like on good back, teams like, whoa <laughs> yeah he guys was who the really ever guy for me like i was like god i forgot about him Guys who like weren't on any good teams, but yeah. they get to come back and play with some of the players that helped propel this university up to like the the program to kind of where it is now, how it's viewed. And so that's fun. Like I was especially thinking like J 
John Robertson. Man, man, all these dudes he's getting to play with are so much better than like the team that he had around <laughs> no him. Kidding. And I'm like, oh, that must be awesome. Singletary and then like, yeah. a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> and Jordan Tolbert too. Like Tolbert was here oh, in the dark days. And like now he gets to play with guys like Moretti and Matt Moody and Davion Warren and guys who got to like experience that shit. You know, Todrick Gocher is probably one of my favorites to come back. Just, yeah. you know, he was here at the very end of the tubby era where like we actually made the tournament. Yeah. And so he got to kind of be parts of both like bad teams, but then also like one of those really special teams that we look back on that yeah. made the tournament run. He, he was got to that, play with that like team that, I don't know if we were like a nine seed or something, but yeah, it was we were like, like our, an eight or nine that our lost first to, year of cracking yeah. back into the tournament and like, we didn't even expect anything. We were just happy to be there. And it was like, yeah, so exciting, especially like for like him, that all the shit that he had been through. Yeah. And he got to be a part of some cool upsets, like knocking off, uh, you know, Oklahoma, who was either yeah. like one or two in the country. And so he got to experience some good times, but it'll be fun to see him back and getting to play with like all these guys uh, again. And so uh, that's the cool part for me is just that we get to see these guys play and at the USA again. Mo Matt Mooney, like, well, I mean, like, I'm just so excited. Like Kyler Edwards, he didn't really get a, a farewell because, you know, he was going yeah, he, a junior and then going into his senior year and then he transfers to Houston. So we never really got, you know, yeah. that breakup, goodbye or, you know, farewell send off for him. So it'd be cool to have him back and playing with these guys. Yeah, he's the interesting one because when he left, it wasn't on the greatest terms. You sure. know, he 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 did the whole Red Raider for life thing and right. then ended up transferring. And hey, everybody's got to make a move. And like in this era, I don't, I you know, I'm not really going to get mad at players for trying yeah. to do what they think's best for them. And it obviously worked out. He was on a team that made it to the Elite Eight that year. Um, but it's cool that he still gets to come back and play for us. You know that he yep. chose to do this and. Um, you know, we remember Kyler fondly. He was a spark plug on Very. that team that made it to the Natty. And yeah. then after that, he was one of your best players for the next couple of years. So um, all these guys just, you know, got to play for you at different parts of their career. And I think that's the cool thing of this is it spans like so many different teams yeah, and kind of different eras of Texas Tech basketball. That picture that got tweeted out of practice. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, one, I heard there was a, a full scrimmage between current and tbt team yeah. um and so that's do we know who won that did we hear no i think that's just <sighs> i want to know i don't know <laughs> i i would think just based on the roster like probably the tbt team just because that's the not size. bad like a lot of these that's not a bad thing just because of the are, size like yeah these Tolbert, dudes aren't bad though they're playing like Tolbert even kravich Tariq. is playing like championship ball in another yeah. league you know in a professional league so like, like, like that's yeah. not a bad thing to lose to these guys no not at <laughs> just all just hope it was competitive you know that's all and i mean know. you got guys like davion mooney Tariq, even zach and kyler or like zach's not that far out but like they're not they're like in their prime of their basketball careers yeah right now like they're they've grown more and whatnot and still playing so like I would think TBT won just looking at rosters, you know, but uh, I don't know where I was going with that now. You got me sidetracked. Yeah, that picture was cool because you had guys like Culver was there, Adonis was there, Bryson yep. Williams was there. You had a bunch of dudes who aren't even on the TBT team. Well, Norrence was there. Um, it well, was just like a packed house. these of... coaches and former coaches too. Yeah. So you have Grant's group and then you have all these TBT coaches, you know, um, Oh, what 
what's his name? That, that was, was one. Like nice Gino, he was photo. on the team last year, and he was a GA in a, yeah. in a group before. Um, Sorrels and Clark, they were on teams. While well, Sorrels is like part of the team as like a GM. general manager or yeah. something. So, um, and like Parker Hicks, you know, LCU legend and. From looking, he at actually the, played pretty good last year in the in the yeah in the tournament. He had like Robert Brashier as a coach. Yeah. He he was on a coaching staff in years past too. Like and Ronald Ross is an assistant coach. Like talk about some, a lot of points, a lot of points uh, <laughs> in that group. Like I was just looking at that. I was like, man, the amount of college points in this group photo yeah. right here. Coacher Ronald Ross, Parker Hicks, two time All American, Kyler Culver, Edwards played four Culver, years. Big Twelve Player of the League. <laughs> Culver, Big 12 Rob, player of the year. Colbert had like 1,000 points or something. You know, Bryson, a five-year career. Rob, Robertson scored a ton. So did Mooney. Like, yeah, a lot of points. That's just a, a great lot of bucket getters, dude. Well, and that's <laughs> that's it's just like cool that it's bridging that gap. And that's why I'll like I, – I, I liked the TBT before we had the Raiders. Like, it was something to watch in July of basketball. I like the Elam ending. It, it makes something it interesting. have on in the background at least. Yeah. But having this aerator team, like the possibilities are just really cool. Like, you you know, you didn't get, know you're going to get John Robertson back in like a tech jersey no. or, or Jordan, Jordan Tobert. Tobert or Kyler Edwards. And so like every year this roster is probably going to change a little bit. And that's what's fun is like you'll get to see new guys and, you know, maybe a Davion Harmon makes an appearance down the road or maybe another guy, maybe Jarrett Kohler gets to play for you one year and right. Lawrence makes an appearance. And so. Uh, Bryson Williams, Adonis, like the um, all the guys that you just keep, you know, you have the opportunity yeah. to play. So that's what's going to be fun for us in the future, as long as this Air Raiders team exists. Is you know the the possibilities of of who gets to play together is just for kind sure. of endless, and that's that's really cool. So, any other TBT thoughts, Dustin? Uh, we will be there tomorrow night yeah. for the uh, late game session. That that is the. Uh, the enchantment in Austin's own is the early game, and then uh, Air Raiders and Purple Hearts is the late game. Uh, so we will we got tickets for that. So if you're there, uh, you know, come see us. Hopefully that they're uh, serving a little beer or something, so we have something to, uh, you know, keep us <laughs> yeah. keep us hydrated during the game. Um, yeah, a couple of just quick quick hitters. One player I was really hoping for this team that couldn't make it. I think their last spot was saving for him was Brandon Francis. Yeah, uh, he tweeted out you know earlier this week that his international team made it to the finals in Indonesia, yeah. so he can't make it over here. Uh, he was hoping to come in and play. And yeah, he's one that I badly want to see back. So and then my other thing, like I said, I was looking through like all the rosters just in our region. I didn't go through the whole sixty whatever team bracket, but. We're like one of the only teams that is a hundred percent their school related. I know not every team is about that. You know, we have HBC United, the D two, D three group, you know, there's a JUCO squad, but like the fact that our whole playing roster and even most of our, you know, GM and coaches are Texas Tech yeah, affiliated, yeah. like that's crazy to have that percentage of your team fully invested in in the texas tech basketball and the tbt and this program in school like that's probably the coolest thing that we were able to put together and only the second year of existence 
Yeah, that's, I think, my favorite part about this year's team is it's, like, legit all-tech players. Last year, it felt like it was going to be, and then all of a sudden, you got to game day, and it was Peter Kiss, and it was Chandre Jones, and who I end up liking, but it was some other random guys on there, and I just want to see tech players play, and um, so, yeah, I like that this team is 100% Red Raider, and um, I've seen some of the other alumni teams and, uh, you know, just not a hundred percent. I think Kansas is pretty good. I think they have a pretty deep, um, TBT team, but, and, and they're new this year. Yep. It's kind of, it's just going to be, end up going to be like a, another NCAA tournament type <laughs> thing, which is just fun, yeah. which is fun. You can't get enough of March madness. And so, um, TBT does brackets and stuff like that, that you can fill out. I'm not going to fill one out. Cause no. I don't know, but dude, I looked at that too. To I kept getting it. emails. I'm like, all right, I'll look at this. And I was like, I got no idea yeah. who is what, like that's yeah. the hard part of the bracket is like, you know, we have teams like rise and grind in our bracket. Like who the hell are y'all in the lab? Like, we don't know. who. Yeah. Like, you have to actually click on the TBT stuff, do a little bit of looking into and research. And like, well, even the enchantment could have been uh, New Mexico or New Mexico State, like collab. <laughs> it could have been just like anybody who played at a university yeah. in New Mexico, or um, you know, it just um, a lot of teams with different names. So you got to kind of, it, it's not just like Texas Tech versus you know Texas. It's if I was gonna make names, a bracket, so. I'd have us winning it. I do think we're gonna win our region just based on. Having yeah. the home court advantage. We saw how big that was in Wichita last year and a huge crowd. And yeah, literally your whole team, like I just said, is Texas Tech Red Raiders. So all our fans are super cheering for our team. You know? Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what the environment's going to be like and, and does it feel like a regular, you know, game. I think it will. And I really I think do. It's going to be close. I think this will feel like I know a, when we bought tickets, a big they weren't game. selling upper. I know when we bought tickets, they weren't selling to the upper deck. I don't know if they opened that up because I haven't looked back at buying tickets since yeah. we already bought ours. Um, so I wonder if it's just going to be a lower bowl thing or if they had enough to to try to do the upper bowl. But it is summer, so <laughs> I would expect a full lower bowl, which is still a pretty dangerous. That's still turnout, a lot so. of seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's still a lot of seats. Yeah, we um, won't have a guy so. like you know Peter Kiss or Chandre that the the fan they're just like ah whatever he has the ball or. You know, we did adopt Chandra for yeah, for a, a year. Bit. We were all like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, he was good. He dropped like thirty in that game, and it was fun." But oh, you know, I'm I'd also see John Robertson drop. Side 30. note: I'm also pumped that we uh, switch coaching staffs. <laughs> you know, Luke. Got rid Luke of the whole is Adam not uh, the head coach anymore. Jason Stout is, who is has a lot of uh, NBA experience, yeah. and so like. He's used to coaching men, which these guys yeah, are. From what I heard, the Luke experience wasn't great either. And then, <laughs> the TBT team, so yeah. So like, not I'm excited for that. Just to, for the coaching side, I have to see what he can do with them. Yeah, that that is an interesting part is to see it. it didn't look like much last year. Yeah. It was just kind of like, hey, get the ball to Sean or rec- Davion, look like Reckley, like Davion, just yeah. do whatever you want, pick up ball. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think we can win this region. I think ultimately what I see is probably us versus the bleed green team yeah. um, to get out of this region. So I do hope we get um, Texas but, in that second round Friday night though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Big time hope for that. Um, that'll definitely make 
<laughs> that'll definitely make for great uh, content and great. We'll be uh, real sober for, for that all tech game. fans. Oh, that game is going to be crazy if it is that way. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's going to be awesome. Be awesome Friday night, but. Nonetheless, get out to the USA this week. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday are the days of the games. Uh, get your tickets and and show up. If you see us, say what's up to us. We'll be there drinking, having a good time, cheering on our Air Raiders in the TBT tournament. But um, we are nearing football. It is uh, you know closer and closer day by day. So we're going to head over. Uh, and talk a little bit of Texas Tech football before we get out of here for the week. Somebody turn on some damn music! All right, Dustin. Well, if y'all have been paying attention to Twitter, the ongoing saga of whether Michael Hudson's coming to Texas Tech or not has kind of died down. Yeah. Uh, a little bit is definitely not as prevalent as it was several weeks ago. And, uh, you know, whether, you know, maybe he's coming here, maybe he's not. A&M's entered the chat, it seems like. But, he's going to drag this out until um, December. Like, going to drag it out, but he would be the highest recruit ever to commit to Texas Tech if he did so as a receiver. And, well, Texas Tech has a long history of great receivers. And so we thought it might be a fun exercise here and, we're not going to do this draft style. We're going to work together. But we're going to build the best Texas Tech receiver ever yeah. using great Texas Tech receivers. So, you know, parts of their body, attributes, <laughs> stuff like that. We're going to build it out. Uh, if you've ever watched like Part of My Take or some of those shows, they've done similar things to this. So we're just kind of catching, you know, taking that idea, using it, molding it to our own yeah. here at Texas Tech using Texas Tech receivers. So, Dustin, I'm going to kick it to you and let you kind of get this thing rolling in, in what direction you want to take it first. Sure, I'll just kind of list off. You know, I have I have three definite people with attributes associated. I got two other guys I definitely want to work in there. And then a few will yeah. uh, workshop as we go. So I'm just going to spitball. Yeah, I've got about – I've got like 10 receivers overall. Sweet. I've got five that I know I really want to yeah. use. And I got five that I need to kind of work with you to figure out what attribute that Perfect. we want to use so, yeah. on them. We'll kind of just spitball these first few. Probably be really easy. Um, hype up these guys. And then the last half of this will be a, a workshop for you guys to listen to. But I'll start us off with a probably very easy 1-1 one, one pick. For the speed demon, yeah. Jakeem Grant. Has got to be your speed. Yeah, your yeah. That was your feet uh, and legs, my, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Has got to be Jakeem. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Because it wasn't just the straight line speed oh, that God. you kind of so often see with some receivers. It's just the ability to run straight fast. Oh. He has so many highlight reels of just being able to that, change direction. That Oklahoma too, State like, game where he caught like yeah, a yeah. ten yarder and then he ran backwards and then he ran across the field and then he just <laughs> ran for like hundred ten off. yards but then he ran out yeah. of gas. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that play often. It was one of the craziest plays I've seen. He ran like probably a hundred and fifty yards it was, in that yeah, one over play. Over hundred yards, and he just ran out of gas like the ten yard line. And they caught him. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's the key to him is like, it's not just straight line. It's just the ability to stop, change yeah. direction and resume that speed and just kind of blow by guys. Sure. You know, it's obviously that play and a play that 
like we aren't as big of fans of as a lot of people, but the little people, big world play that we yeah. ran, like that was just like him being faster than everybody. And oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think obviously Jakeem Grant speed, this one, I'm just going to go ahead and get this one out of the way. I think this has to happen. Um, this guy is second all time in Texas tech touchdowns. Uh, and for one reason, and maybe one reason alone is this dude had some mad hops. So like, I'm, we're going to stay on the lower leg here, <laughs> but we're going to go with Lao Leong's hops you because bet. that dude could jump out of the arena and it was just super easy for Taylor Potts, Graham Harrell, whoever it was throwing to him just to toss it up there and let the dude jump up and grab the, grab the ball, 32 touchdowns in his career. 32. Um, and yeah. And nobody was better, I think, at the back you, back corner phase. If you look was. at the single season touchdowns, Crabtree has 22 and then 19. Lyle is tied for also second with 19. And then next is a you know little group there at 13. Big drop off there. Yeah. Like big it drop. was yeah. That's probably the easiest play I've seen tech run in the, what we're talking about here. Yeah. Like, you know, Taylor Potts. Throws it up. Lyle's going to catch that. All right, I can turn away. <laughs> Go to the yeah. bathroom real quick. I'm pretty sure he did a high jump in, on the yep, track team, too. Um, so that, you know, yeah, going to take those hops any day. Any quarterback, that's your best friend. If you have a guy who can just out jump the defense, yeah. grab that jump ball. I think that's an important attribute to have for our receiving core. So I know it's not like Lyle's not the like sexiest receiver name, but. And then all around, great dude, great dude. I think both you and I have met yeah. Lyle along our along our roads, and just all around, great dude. So, yep. And he's you know coach out at Level Land mm-hmm. out here in West Texas. Works with our, with our our guy RC on, on the back to twelve. Back to twelve. So. so good dude, um, for sure. Great right. pick. Easy easy pick there. That was also on my top three. Yeah, I knew you had that one, so I was gonna. I'm trying to go ahead and get the ones yeah. that we we've already we've already kind of figured out. So we got Jakeem Grant Speed. A lot of, a lot of legs Lyle here. Young hops. <laughs> Lyle gets the calves, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the calves. I agree. Uh, all right, I'll... Jakeem feet, Lyle <laughs> <Sure>. calves. <laughs> what else we got here on what some of your guarantees? My other guarantee that I had, they they imprinted this in our heads pretty well from the uh, announcing crews every game that TJ Vasher is 6'6". So... If we can get a height of a receiver at 6'6", I would love that. You know, yeah. I'm not taking anything else he does. Obviously, we're mixing this up. But his height and length at 6'6", if you didn't hear the announcer say it for the 10th time that game, <laughs> I think is an easy Every pick. Time. <laughs> yeah, that's another one that I had on my He's list. He's 6'6". TJ Vasher's body. He's 6'6". Just like, so. <laughs> So we have his frame and his height. We got that six six height. Um, you you include the speed that Jakeem Grant has, the hops that Lyle Young has. Like nobody's stopping that. Yeah, if you like, give Lyle already. the six six height, like goddamn, <laughs> Jesus! How tall was Lyle? Uh, he's six foot ish. He's a pretty tall. Maybe dude. six one or two at the most. I might have to figure that out. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that. TJ Vasher is listed at 6'1. TJ Vasher's size. On the, on the Wikipedia. At 6'1? 6'1. 6'1? Holy yeah. G- give me 6'6 with Lyle Young's <laughs> That's, That's 
that's 50 touchdowns a season. Like, nobody's stopping that. Are you kidding me? And then Jakeem, we've already built the perfect tech receiver, and we haven't got to some of the best. We're done. Texas See you all next played. week. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even hit right. probably the top two receivers in the group. Yeah, so we've hit the three, like, guarantees for me. So now I guess this gets into yeah. the discussion of where we want to go. Cool. And so next up on the list, it's obviously he's the best Texas Tech receiver of all time. Yeah, uh, He's the best college football receiver of all yeah. time, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and that is Michael Crabtree. So we've got to get him in. Obviously, you got to have him somewhere. And so I think there's a couple of routes we can go here on what you're going to want from Crabtree. For me, it's the hands. For me, it's the hands. And I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit outside, but when I think of other receivers, nobody caught the slants. Nobody had like some of the hardest catches than Crabtree, and he's able to pull it in. You think of his game-winning touchdown catch against UT. Like that was all hands, man, just catching it, ripping it, holding on to it, getting through. Like his hands were pretty sure things. There's like only one catch that I remember him like dropping, and it was his first year. Um he didn't do a whole lot of dropping. He had uh, 231 yeah. receptions, uh, you know, 3,127 yards, the most touchdowns in school history. Back to back, first ever um, back to back Bolitnikoff winner. Yeah. But no, I agree. Yeah. I had him at hands also. Um, okay. Other guys we could have went with, but obviously we got to get the best receiver we ever had and college football has probably ever seen. Um, yeah. You got to get him in there. No one has ever ran the tunnel screen like Mike Leach and yeah. Graham Harrell and Crabtree back in those 2007 and eight days. Yeah, and it's his hands, man. Yeah. In the slant. I swear nobody was as good as running the slant route than he was in college. Like, it was a guaranteed touchdown. He could break down a, a cornerback like that. And then, you know, the on-target throw that Harrell had, and he just sticks those hands yep. out boom it attaches like that so i think i think yeah crabtree that i think that's the best attribute that we can add to I agree. so we got i like that one a lot crabtree hands so what are we going next we've obviously got some other receiver greats for texas tech that we've got to yeah. use so i'll go to the um, second a, best receiver we've ever had yeah and the guy that invented the the white slot receiver in west welker yep the the og west welker I think we got to go route running with him. Yeah. I had him as vision slash route running. Okay. And I think that co- like is kind of a little bit of both. And we can maybe, if we mention another guy later, come back and, and change some stuff. But I think his route running, I mean, like I said, he invented the slot receiver, you know, obviously with Mike Leach at, at the play caller. But there wasn't the – you know, he that's now the prototypical guy. Smaller, quick, yeah. Half of them are white. <laughs> Hunter Renfro, you're welcome. Danny Amendola. Like Danny the Amendola, reason they welcome. started doing this, so that's because Julian I mean, Edelman, West was the best at it. I mean, Tom Brady wanted him on his team. Peyton Manning wanted him on the team. Yeah. Like And even like on the last Bucks team, what was that white receiver that the Bucks had Scotty that Miller. like they use? Scotty Miller. <laughs> You're welcome, Scotty. Without, he got a lot of dudes' West, jobs. You don't exist. Yeah, he got a lot of dudes' jobs. And, yeah, they would run short routes and then just weave in and out of people and, like, caught so many balls. I mean, his career, I mean, he's third in yards. Yeah. And 
which I didn't know. I'm just looking at this. Jakeem was number one in yards in his career yeah. at Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, I, I knew that because I remember when he broke, when he passed Crabtree. Um, his touchdowns but, aren't you know, massive, was... but he's number two in career receptions. Yeah. So, like, man. Well, it's crazy. What's still crazy is that Jakeem Grant, it took him four years, and he passed Crabtree, who was here tw- two. two years. <laughs> yeah. Which is great fact. Just crazy. Um, so yeah, let's, let's give Wes the uh, route running for now. Yeah. I'm still going to throw slash vision on there because there's an, and, and maybe we can go ahead and talk about this. I, I thought about Wes Walker vision and then Kiki QT, another guy that I kind of wanted to maybe get in here. I thought maybe his route running, cause he wasn't necessarily the fastest dude, but he could get open. And so if I wanted to include Kiki, it might've been route run route running, um, Vision, but I, I think vision route running is kind of the same. Maybe. Wes was just, I, th- I think you just include Wes on all that because yeah. I, when I think of Wes, I just think of his ability to get around guys yeah. too. Like, you know, he had nine punt returns for when, touchdowns. That's, like yeah, his, I was his about to go there too. Just, like, to see the best, yeah. Well, second best Texas Tech picture ever is the AM picture where his punt returns going yeah. back. And yeah, his vision, you know, got him there. His ability to just like see where guys are going and how to navigate that. Like, I think that just like has to be kind of included in that route running. Like, yep. and I, and I think vision is a part of route yeah, running, like being totally. able to see what the defenders doing. So I think like, that's just kind of all inclusive when you're talking about West. Yeah. Um, let's throw another one out there see. for us. See what we can work. So we've got, we've got the five guys that I like. Yep. These were my five guests had already. Sure. There's another guy that I really want to get in here, and I don't really know how to incorporate it. It's Eric Ward. Yeah, I have it for you. He's one of one of my all-time favorite receivers and just his ability to get jump balls. Um, he had yeah. some of the craziest catches I've ever seen. And so I, I don't know whether to throw Eric ba- uh, Eric Ward's jump ball. Like, I, I don't know how to incorporate that. Do you have something? I, well, yeah, I think Lyle has the jump ball with the, the leaping. I was just gonna well, like I mean like oh to get, catching traffic like yeah toughness two guys toughness yeah okay toughness because okay. yeah. like not necessarily a physical attribute right, you yeah. can pinpoint but like yeah on those you know uh there's so many times where it'd be like two defenders not a great ball and he just somehow figures out how to catch it yeah. and grab you it know, and those teams like, with, i don't even know how they would just sling it to him on a yeah. slant or an out route with a dude draped all over him and eric's has no room and he's just gonna find a way to make a catch he was yeah the most solid receiver we had during that you know era. tommy tuberville ish era um it was crazy how good he was and yeah i had him wanting to work in there. Uh, I think toughness was the word and attribute I kept coming back to. Yeah. When I think of tech, Texas tech receivers, I think of dogs and I think like, I mean, he's one of my favorite all time receivers yeah. and I feel like he's a guy who doesn't get talked about a whole lot, well, but he was not just consistent. Not and, he didn't, yeah. you know, make these huge yeah. highlight catches or plays, but he was so consistent. So tough, so good. Reliable. And like, such a great dude off the field. We have friends that have known him from Wichita Falls and such a great dude off the field too. Yeah. 
Yeah, and sixth all time in receiving yards yeah. um, as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think toughness is good attribute for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just one of those guys that I was like, I need to get him on here. I just wasn't really sure. Yep. I had arm slash strength um, for me. It was just like his. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't really know, but but I think the toughness is good. Yeah. All right. Um, he's also third else? all time in receptions. Yeah. So yeah, my ne- dude did a lot of work. My next one gonna be a little controversial here. All right. This guy technically didn't play wide receiver. No, is this the Jason Morrow? <laughs> but also, the I Mac- have him on my list. The Mackey Award list didn't recognize him as a tight end either. So why not? <laughs> He's a pass catcher. He was a pass catcher, and goddamn, was he a hell of a pass catcher! I would love to build our tech receiver with the strength of Jason Morrow. Because, God damn, we would throw balls over the middle and he would just drag dudes. Yeah. So, like, if we can. Yeah, you didn't want to tackle him. If I can. He wasn't the fastest guy, but, I mean, no. if you apply applied Jakeem's speed. But, like, Jace. TJ Vassar's body size. Fourth overall in a strength. single season in receiving yards with 1352. Ahead of any single season Jakeem Grant ever had. They also played together for some of that time. Um, but. There is no way you can go without that kind of late yeah. Tuberville, early cliff days of Jason Morrow over the middle, dragging safeties or whoever tried to cover him. Like, yeah. I think he's an easy got to have on the list also. But like and, I said. And Cliff really figured out how to oh, – one yeah, of the did. things about Cliff is he figured out how to use him well, and he was just uh, you know an absolute weapon. And if you want to get all up in arms about he was a tight end, well, go give him the Mackey Award winner list for tight end of that year because he goddamn should have won it, but they didn't want to recognize yeah. him. So he's a pass catcher, and that's what we're building here. Yeah, you know, wide receiver, tight ends. The tight Nowadays, end has changed. Yeah. It's a it's a receiving position. I mean, Travis Kelsey isn't a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's just classified as a tight sure. end. Like, uh, you're not a tight end when you have over a thousand yards yeah. a season, I, I think. So, um, I think that classifies third, him. Third I, overall I in a single had, season and one of 106 catches yeah. that same year. Like, also had Jason Morrow's strength on mine. Mm. So, um, Taking we're both him. in agreement there. Um, we pretty much got everybody that I've had something for the receivers that I kind of have listed that I'm not really sure where to categorize them. We've already got speed, sure, we've got hops, and we've got our receiver build with TJ Vasher. Mm-hmm. We've got hands. We've got our route running vision. We've got toughness and we've got our strength. <clears throat> I, the other receivers I have, I, I got Kiki QT, one of my favorite receivers sure. from the recent years. I really loved him. I've got Danny Amendola, obviously a, you know, a guy who went on to have a great professional yep, career, sure. really solid for you. Um, I think Carlos Francis. I think while, um, while we're just on those two guys, I obviously love them too. I think both of their best attributes are already covered by Jaquemi yeah. and Wes. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's just, we, we can only take one little attribute, you know. Is there any attributes that we're missing here? Dude, I tried got... to search and think about that, and I didn't have anything else written down. Like, we covered the like, eight, seven that I wrote down. What about blocking? Is it, mm-hmm. Do we need a Texas Tech blocking receivers? Come on, 
I don't know. You got to run those screens and somebody's got to block somebody for needs, you on those Somebody screens. in the comments needs to do the film work for that for us. <laughs> Honestly, probably Eric Ward would Check be that the guy. That stats. Uh, Eric Ward would probably be that guy who would be a great blocker. Crabtree was a pretty good blocker downfield. Um, but like, yeah, there's a ton of great dudes. That group of like Joel Filani, Jarrett Hicks was and uh, there's a third guy in there. They were a great trio. Darren Moore was awesome. Detron, so many dudes. That's the cool thing about Tex. We have so many good receivers back in the day. I for- yeah. always forget I- Antoine Wesley is third yeah. overall with four. Third in a single season with 1,400 yards. Yeah, that year God, he man. had was just, like, incredible. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, single game, 261, he leads the team. He had 261 yeah, there's, yards. There's not really anybody else that I can really think of something of a attribute for them that just really yeah. separates them. Yeah, I tried to look through, like, attributes of different things, and I'm like, ah, that's pretty much covered, kind of covered, not in – that important or a guy for it, you know, I think we covered most of it and got it all. Let's see. What, what does Google say are the qualities of a wide receiver? I did this earlier. <laughs> oh, you did. So we're good. Yeah, we we're covered pretty covered. It. Okay. I think so. Yeah. To recap, give y'all a recap. Well, Rick's is closing out his Google. So we took, the height of our receiver is going to be TJ Vasher at 6'6". The speed of that 6'6 guy is going to be Jakeem. be able to leap as much as Lyle Leon could leap. Obviously, they're not going to drop anything because Crabtree never dropped a ball. And then the strength and toughness of Jason Morrow and Eric Ward. Golly, that combination is filthy. <laughs> and then obviously the, the vision and route running of the great Wes Welker. So what a guy that we have built. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good receiver. The combination right of think... TJ Vasher 6'6 with Lyle Leong's leaping is pretty dirty. Yeah, already that's a <laughs> that's gonna get you so many touchdowns. But then you throw in speed, throw in the hands <laughs> of Crabtree. What's funny in, when we were, I was thinking about this, honestly, Crabtree was the hardest one to think about because he's just so good at yeah. everything. Yeah, that was that was the same for me too. It was like he was outrunning dudes, but obviously you know Jakeem's faster. He didn't have straight line speed. He had you he know he had always, the vision. Always got open. Always caught the ball. <laughs> had the vision to get around God. dudes and create like turn plays that looked like it wasn't going anywhere yeah. into first downs or touchdowns. And um, yeah, I mean obviously. He's like the perfect receiver yeah. for college football. Like he's honestly, you just be like Michael Trapp. Roll him out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, but we thought it'd be fun to kind of reminisce on past receiving uh, weapons for the Red Raiders. Throw parts of them together to try to create, you know, a Texas Tech receiver that would absolutely be unstoppable. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job of that. Oh, yeah. Some other text. Texas Tech stuff going on last week was Big 12 Media Days. Dustin, did you have any takeaways uh, from Big 12 Media Days? Did you get to catch any of it, or or what's your thoughts? I just caught some strays on Twitter here and there, and I guess mostly Texas fans were getting mad that Joey McGuire is just like, 
uber confident in our team and players. And like, we talked about this last year, you know, like, I love that actually, like rather than putting your players down or setting the bar low, he is hyping them up and they got to meet those expectations. He went out and said, our quarterback room is not only the best in the big 12 best in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, bold statement. And that's Joey McGuire for you. He also said our defensive line is better than last year. And everybody's like, oh, but you lost Tyree Wilson, number seven pick. And it's like, yeah, we're better. Yeah, the defensive line isn't one person, guys. Yeah. yeah. We have four four dudes up front. We have more depth, and we're better there. And that's the point. Like, we're, we're so much better that Josiah Pierre, who was on the other side of Tyree Wilson, got kicked out to linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> That's a good thing. I say yeah, kicked out, but like super got deep. moved a linebacker because we have other dudes at defense in pass rusher that are potentially better than what he was. Like, I just don't get, you know, some of these old heads or other teams that don't want Twitter. their coach to hype up their own team and players. Like, I love that mentality from Joey McGuire. Yeah, I, I love that he knows that this team's good. Like, I, I think there's obviously some coaches who try to tamper expectations tamper it yeah or, or or also try to pretend like they're good when they're not and i think this oh, team's yeah. pretty damn good joey from the get-go was like this team beats last year's team by 14 by like two touchdowns yeah. he, he came out that before that like before Big Media days. Camp. yeah <laughs> like so he's had that confidence and i think this coaching staff knows it and i think they feel it and you've got this is the second year under you know, the same defensive coordinator. We brought and back 20 plus huge. guys from that starting group last year. You brought back, I think, yeah. Um, and all sorts of players on your offense, on your defense. Like you're just bringing back a lot of talent that are getting their second year, their second full on year on their Ruder defense. And you've yeah. got that. That helps so much more. Uh, we remember when we talked Imagine to Keenan Ward like, and he was just like, Imagine having the same defensive coordinator. Yeah. He was like, that would have been imagine, like, we, hella good we for my career. We loved Rabbit last year. Like, imagine him this year yeah. not having to think, and he's just going to be running around grabbing mm-hmm. grabbing footballs out of the air because he's not having to think about what he's doing. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember doing this last year 1,800 times. Yeah, and you've got the depth, like especially on the defensive line. Like last year, sure, you had – Tyree and he was great obviously a top 10 pick um but really behind that you know your DTs are great and you got them back off when Tyree went out yeah you didn't fall off you you were pretty good you're pretty good against Ole Miss Miles Cole is stepping in to kind of fill that role uh Linton the transfer from Syracuse like he's getting a lot of praise and then it's not like if one of those guys gets nicked up you're not scared because you have like a second team and a third team defensive line of guys that have experience and that you're planning to use and then on top of that you had probably your best defensive line recruiting class of freshmen that are coming in this year too so like he says that and he means it and you know twitter is obviously just a stupid place to be nowadays like i i don't know where you're at on twitter but i'm i'm not really big into being on twitter as much as i used to be just because it's just such a a cesspool for for negativity and it's like somebody says something joe mcguire saying he thinks his team is good yeah, shouldn't be something that gets aggregated. I get more and... now into rather than interacting with it. 
I actually like sometimes clicking on the quote and then looking at the comments and seeing dumb people. Yeah. <laughs> like that's where I'm at now. I don't care to respond, but I yes, want to see that's I'm at the same point. I want to see the idiots of like what they're saying. And it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's where I'm at. Like we could totally be those people on Twitter that go at dumb commenters, but man, I just see all the other podcasts doing it and the other Texas tech fans oh doing God. it all the time. I'm like, man, how do y'all have a life? Y'all are always on Twitter. Y'all are always getting in the comments with people. It never goes I just anywhere. have no time for it. <laughs> I, I just want Twitter for news. See what people are saying and stuff like that. It's gotten to the point where it's just like, yeah. man, it's so. Did you catch so anything? Else? That's why I got excited for threads. Did you that's, catch anything else from Big 12 media days? Um, Not really. Like uh, gambling gauchos. Huh? I like the group that we brought. Like the guys. I like the group that we brought. Chuck, Bradley, Brooks. Um, um, our big boy, I can't remember his fucking name. Broderick Washington or no, or who? We brought the other DT. Um, bra, not Broderick Washington. I know. I know. <laughs> Tony Bradford and um, <laughs> oh my god, why can't I think of his name right now? Couple, couple of wine glasses. Yeah, deep, I like so. the group we brought though. Good. Yeah, I like the group we brought. Joey was like super popular. He had a fire Ooh, jacket. His, jacket. The jacket yeah. that he broke. Nice that insider pirate for for the Mike Leach. Great callback there. Good job, Joey. Yeah, um, that was that was sick. Uh, he had a, quite the crew around him. Um, Gamble Gauchos was out there, um, so that was interesting. Um, you know that that uh, a podcast had made it into the Big Twelve media. Um, here, I, I will say this, and I, I don't mean to, I'm not trying to talk shit about Gamble Gauchos, but it's like they posted a video of them asking a question to the Kent State coach. Yeah. And it was like, probably a pretty basic, pretty cliche question. And everybody on Twitter is like, oh my God, what a great question. And all they asked was, how are you going to go from being the hunter to the hunted this year? So it happens when you're like middle of the pack and then win the Big 12 after like a coaching change a year or two ago. I was like, what in the hell? Like, everybody's acting like, oh, my gosh, who's ever thought of asking somebody? Every five years <laughs> in every sport. I was like, oh, my gosh, Nuggets it's not that. Next year, ask Michael Malone like, that. How does it yeah. feel? <laughs> I was like, man, what? That's like the layup question. And I'm sorry, I'm not gambling gauchos. Respect, obviously, what y'all have done. But it's not that ridiculous of a question it just goes back to twitter and everybody's either trying to shit on somebody or trying to suck their dicks to where it's like it's not that amazing of a question no. um, like i said it gets asked every three, everybody. three to five years in every sport at every level everybody who wins they yeah. they get the question of hey how are you going to go from being the hunter to the hunted um, well it's hard to stay on top and we just gotta stay hungry and like that's the same answer <laughs> yeah, and that's what Clement answered. And everybody's like, I love the answer from Clement. Yeah, keep working like, hard. He answered how he's supposed to answer. <laughs> stay hungry and getting away and can't get complacent. Like, that's the same answer every time, too. This is the shit I would tweet if I, like, really wanted to get in get into it with people. I'd be like, this is a basic question. There's, 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 yeah. there's nothing amazing about this question at all. And there's nothing amazing about this response at all. It's what they're supposed to ask. And it's what Clement's supposed to answer. Sure. Um, the other thing, and you know, OU and UT's last uh, media days, um, and the newbies were all there. That and was so the cool thing. I, I think it was it was cool to get to see all those schools yeah. with their Twitters posting and like some of the uh, 
t- uh, podcast friendships that we made posting about their stuff. And so th- it, it's cool to see new blood and know that this conference is, is changing. And, and, you know, this is the first time that it's actually been in, this is the first time that it was in Jerry's world, no. I think. Right. Or no. has it always it's been, been in there Jerry's a few world? years now? No? Yeah. Okay. okay. I think that it just like, they went all out on the stage. Like it, the, oh, yeah. the layout and stuff looked pretty dope. Yeah. I think the, one of my favorite things of seeing clips of media day is has nothing to do with the football teams. It's the mascots hanging out. Yeah. Cosmo. <laughs> and now we have the, uh, Houston, not the Houston Cougar, the, uh, BYU Cougar mascot. And he's a so damn awesome. <laughs> so yeah, like, Cosmo. He was like dancing with the Oklahoma state cheerleader. Like, those are my favorite clips, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was fun. Like, I definitely think I definitely think it was a good time. Um, you know, a lot like having the new blood, 14 yeah. teams Ooh. in the conference. There's a lot, a lot of helmets that when they uh, did that line. Like, it's fun to have that. Oh, there was? Mike Gundy went off on a rant on OU at one point. Did you see that? There's a lots of. People taking shots at OU and lots of OU taking so shots at other people. Someone asked Gundy. He also looked terrible, yeah. I thought. Yeah. At, I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what that beard is doing. But, yeah, someone asked him about the OU-Bedlam rivalry when they move next year. And he's he just went off on OU. He's like, we've told them, y'all, y'all get out of – we'll get out of – you pay for us to get out of our Power 5 game because y'all were the ones that moved. He basically said, "Yeah, we didn't do anything. Y'all did everything. Y'all have to make this happen." Then, which I actually agree with. Yeah, I don't hate y'all that, the ones that attitude of like, "We didn't move. Y'all moved." This has yeah. been a. We've already scheduled games through twenty fifty. Like, what do you want us to do? I also didn't realize that that Bedlam rivalry is over a hundred years old, like consecutive. So, like, pretty damn important, I think, like yeah. in the scope of college athletics, just in general, athletics at all. Um, so yeah, I agree with them. Like, oh, you need to fess up and make it happen. Yeah, it's the same thing that we're going through. Is I saw that is, too. Is, is Kirby came out saying that we're trying to get Texas on the schedule and they're just kind of too scared to do it. Yep. Um, and he called them on it. And then I think like all these rivalries obviously are going to go through that phase of like, will they, won't they? And, and I think eventually, you know, maybe down the road we'll play, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that we don't play Texas, you know, right after. I think like maybe having that little separation might be good for both schools. Um, and then of course, you know, you've scheduled things, already scheduled things from like, what, we, 2030 we just on, Arkansas, so, uh, Like for 10 years later, 2030. I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, luckily we're not the ones like, that have just, to figure that out. Them, didn't we? <laughs> I was like, I, I remember that uh, a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I guess you stick to what you know. Maybe they we have a relationship with their AD and it's easier to yeah. get shit scheduled with Arkansas than other schools. But anyways, um, yeah, little Big 12 Media Days recap. I didn't really pay attention that much. Uh, I, nowadays, you can just catch whatever is kind of important on Twitter, yeah. which I appreciate that. Uh, but we are less than 50 days away from kicking off the football season. The new so turf is getting laid. 
Yeah, new turf's getting laid. They're still working on the south end zone. How are you feeling now that we're, you know, getting closer and closer to kickoff of year two of the Joey McGuire era? I'm glad there's turf being laid so we can actually play football on that in, yeah. <laughs> you know, less than two months. That was a necessity. That was a little, little questionable at one point. We heard from somebody not too long back, but everything's going to be all right. You know, that south end zone is going to look funny for a year, but... We're going to be sitting right beside it in our usual seats in section one on that new turf, new lights. And so I'm excited for all that, at least. Yeah, I'm excited to get back out there. Uh, I'm excited that, you know, your first game of the season at home is going to be against Oregon. That's going to be big time. Um, and and the hype is just really, uh, really fun to have a lot of people uh, excited about Texas Tech football beyond just Texas Tech fans, you know, the the media and a lot of people and, and the kind of craze behind Joey McGuire and what he's doing. It's fun, you know, um, and while I still am trying my best to um, remember that we haven't won more than seven games in regular right, season right, right. since 2009, and I'm trying to keep those expectations to where uh, if we don't win – if we don't go to the big 12 championship, it's not a disaster. I'm trying to like maintain that. Uh, it's still fun to have the hype around yeah. us because that's something we haven't had in so long. I love, yep. really. I haven't felt it since 2008. So um, to have that hype around the program, uh, it's fun. And I actually believe in Joey McGuire in him being able to uh, take advantage of that and, and kind of ride that wave. Yep. So that's, that's for, that's how I'm feeling right now as we, inch closer and closer towards this season. That's that's where I'm at. And uh, as we get closer, we'll be diving in a little bit more into this football team, breaking down the schedule like we usually do, talking about offense and defensive side of the ball. Um, we have, you know, several podcasts until then, so we'll get into all of that. Dustin, you have anything else football-related that you want to get into? No, man. All right. Well, before we get out of here for this week, Dustin – your final shot for us this week. It's funny as both of us are going to talk about Netflix and our final shots here. Give you all something all right. to watch during, you know, yeah. no, man, no man's land summertime of sports. Uh, I'll give you one a little off the radar a little bit though. There is a great American gladiators documentary on Netflix called muscles and mayhem. You know, ESPN made one. They made a couple 30 for thirties. Those suck watch the Netflix ones so much better. It actually follows okay. the American gladiators and they talk about their experience and their lives and the show part of it. Um, and I loved American gladiators growing up watching that show as a kid. Um, so watch that on Netflix. If you're a little bored, it's a series, not just like a one or two parter type deal. Um, good, like 45 minute episodes, but really, really good about how much they had to go through, also, their athleticism, the show, yeah. some steroids, um, but a lot, a lot of good stuff. But you get the insight from the actual gladiators, and that was really cool. So watch uh, Muscles of Mayhem, American Gladiators on Netflix while you're bored this summer. I, I thought you were, when you said another Netflix thing, I thought you were going to go with the uh, Untold docuseries that's coming out in August that's covering Johnny Menzel, the Florida. <laughs> I saw those. Um, Can't that, that, that looks interesting. You bet. I will say I've watched some of the untold um, documentaries, yeah. you know, about the uh, 
uh, what was his name for Notre Dame? Um, I Manti Teo. That was a good one. Manti Teo. Um, that one was good, but then I was a little disappointed on um, the run our test and the um, Malice at the Palace one. That one, I, I you know, wasn't very good. So I'm not really sure, and I haven't really watched any of the other yeah. ones. So this, uh, I'm hoping that it's good. Yeah. The, the American Giants Gladiators one, looks one good. is good. If you yeah. remember American Gladiators on that show, yeah, the Johnny Menzel one I think looks good because you got Johnny Menzel. The Florida oh, yeah. one looks good because you got Timo like all the Florida Hernandez, dudes talking about County it. County Twins. Yeah, the Barry Bonds one I don't think will be that good because. Uh, all I want to hear from is Barry Bonds, but it didn't look like they got Barry Bonds to talk about it. But those were some interesting ones. Another Netflix documentary series that released recently that I finished today is uh, the Netflix series quarterback, which followed three quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and then Red Raider legend Patrick Mahomes in his Super Bowl year. Um, so they chose correctly when doing Mahomes for this. Uh, well, you know, think back, this all started before the, before the season started. Yeah. Um, and so they got definitely what they wanted out of that, getting a Super Bowl winning quarterback. No doubt. Um, awesome series. I, I loved, I loved it all. Um, the in-depth look into each of these quarterbacks was interesting. Um, Mariota on the lesser end, uh, some of that stuff was kind of interesting to have a quarterback kind of go through some struggles, I think was something that the series needs yeah. to kind of get all parts of the quarterbacking. But um, I'm a bigger fan of Kirk Cousins than I was before I started this. I will say that I, I enjoyed his parts, but then ultimately just Mahomes, man, was was so impressive. And um, watching how he trains, how he breaks down game, how he goes like plays to play. I was just watching the Super Bowl episode today, and there's that one play. Did, have you finished yes. it? So there's that one play there in the red zone and it's the touchdown pass to Sky Moore oh, you, where he looks at Kadarius Tony and Tony's pointing to the other <laughs> side and he's like, we're in the wrong formation. And Tony realizes it. And just like the, like some of those little details that you probably don't really hear and you just get an in-depth look at it. I, I thought it was really cool. And I enjoyed every minute of watching that documentary uh, from them playing to their family lives and stuff like that. What do you think? Yeah, if you thought Pat Mahomes is already good at football, you're going to think he's also really good at football after watching this. <laughs> yeah. Because he damn sure is. And he cusses a lot more than I thought, which I liked, yeah. honestly, because he's just being a real dude on the football field. Like He's not just some fake show or whatever. I don't know if people think anything about him on or off the field or if he's different, but like, I feel like he's the same dude. Not like he's like, I don't even know what I said. I'm blacked out. <laughs> yeah. He's competitive. Like he's, he's a competitive. competitive. He's a competitor. Yeah. I liked uh, seeing him when he almost broke his foot and Andy yeah. Reid's going to take him out. And he just like, like no, F no. Yeah. No. <laughs> right in Andy Reid's face. <laughs> yeah. But I also love like there's, and Brittany's up there's there. so he's many parts. He's not mad at him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's not. No, yeah. You're right. <laughs> he's mad he's hurt. <laughs> I just yeah. love that little clip. He's not mad at Andy. <laughs> but yeah, there's some other little parts, some little clips. There's like, I, I can't remember one, what game it was, but Mahomes goes over to the sideline and uh, Andy Reid's oh, like, yeah. oh, we're going to call this play. And Mahomes is like, love it. It was, like, then, it was like mesh to, to whatever. 
okay, cool. Yeah, it was like a quick call. Some blah, blah, blah. And Mahomes was like, love it. And then, like, in his interview part of the doc, he was like, yeah, I went in thinking a completely different play. And then Andy called that. And I was like, oh, yeah, um, immediately. And I remember you and me were talking at Jimmy's the other day about that play call. Because when Andy Reid says it, it's like a two-sentence. Like two it's like X. a two-line thing. It's like, yeah. And then Mahomes goes over and cites off a paragraph to the players that run. And we're just like, oh, I was my like, God. That's, that wasn't the How play does... call. That... What? <laughs> what is? That's like. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> that's probably something that's still like mind baffling to me is just like the details behind all these play calls and how intricate they are. And another part that we talked about that I really liked was when Kirk Cousins would uh, record himself yeah. reciting the plays and then he'd play it back to himself and then recite it. And just like some of the yeah. stuff that you have to do, like, like, like you already know the quarterback is the hardest position to play, but you know, I think this gives yeah, it even I, better I appreciated, insight into like how they have to prepare. Yeah, I appreciated the Kirk Cousins side of it because, like, yeah, we now he's definitely a certified dork after this. But damn, you don't realize how smart he is and the stuff he goes through, and he has broken ribs yeah. and whatnot, and Oof. is still one of the top last year top ten quarterbacks in the league, doing what he can. Um, so yeah, you get a little appreciation of inside of what they have to do and what their families kind of deal with and go through and, you know, barely seeing them and whatnot. Now that Kirk's like a veteran, he's like, yeah, I take Tuesdays completely off. I don't even go in. So I yeah. can spend time with my kids and family and whatnot. I like that. They also, you know, we we're talking about Mariota, but I like that. They like just kind of tapered his storyline off. Yeah. As you know, he did with his season. But yeah. Like, I'm glad they they didn't try to stretch it or like push things. They right, yeah, like, keep it right, going. Second last episode is just Pat and Kurt. Last episode is just Pat in the Super Bowl. Just Pat. Like yeah. they did a great job of organizing. And then like a little, too. and then like a little drop in. Hey, Mariota to the Eagles. Hey, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's all. The, I mean, like, they yeah, the very very and like brought them back, but like yeah, I thought they did a good job of storylining yeah. that rather than like stretching it and making. Every episode, yeah, I, I agree. Bit of everybody, like, nah. Like, I didn't. I don't care about Mariota if he's not playing anymore, and so I'm glad we didn't have to like right. keep going back. And what's life like being on the, you know, whatever he's doing? Um, so, I, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting series. I, I think they did a really good job of it. I can't wait for season two. We had this discussion sure. at Jimmy's, and yeah. I, I think we came to the agreement on who we want to see see in season two. So we tweeted yeah, that out the other different day, levels it, you know, thing. let us know. But yeah, we think there's obviously like the Mahomes tier, right? Which is like your young kind Joe of superstar Burrow, who has Josh a chance Allen, of winning a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts. And our pick for that is Joe Burrow. I think obviously he would be a great person to follow, um, would be super interesting. Uh, and also like you got to think about how interesting these players are and can they actually give you like content. I think there's exactly. some quarterbacks who might be, Oh, you know, on these Wonder. levels that you could do, but I just don't think they would be entertaining. Second is the Kirk Cousins, which is like the kind of veteran quarterback who's been around for the league. We decided on Russell still Wilson good, for that because you know? still good. He's in a, you know, he's in his second year now with the Broncos, you know, see how that goes. But also he's just kind of, I don't know, he's quirky. He's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it would very memeable. Some of the stuff I think he would do. Uh, but it would also be interesting to get in his mind too. I think oh, yeah. like he would be very uh, like fun to watch how he d- goes through it. 
And then our Mariota character, our, our Mariota tier, which is like you're striving <laughs> to survive character. in the league. Yeah, it's the Mariota tier. That's what I just termed it. I termed it as like, like the, the star, the vet, the Mariota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Filling in for Marcus Mariota this year is Baker Mayfield in the. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, Baker. we want Baker because because he's now on a new team for you know the third what the second straight year he's starting somewhere else uh, third team in two years he was on the Panthers and the Rams now the Bucks and so and also I, I you know while we don't like Baker here for obvious reasons I do think he would be entertaining to kind of see go through some of those struggles and whether he wins a job or not, like that would be kind of, I would love to to see Baker struggle on national television. Yeah, it would be great. And so that's, that's, that's our, uh, our, you know, cast for season two, if we got to choose it, but I hope y'all all all got to watch that. Enjoy that. Enjoy Mahomes talking shit to uh, Max Crosby and, and, and winning the Super Bowl and just kind of all that stuff. It was a enjoyable series to watch. Glad Netflix brought that to us. And, and so, yeah, interested for more of that and more of these kind of series diving into these athletes. Max Crosby's a dick, to watch, by the way. He is, he is, he is. Was not appreciative of some of the antics that he did. And Mahomes let him know. Mahomes, you woke up the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> Which was awesome, by the yeah, way. I only know so, that. Max Crosby's um, a dick. <laughs> but yeah, so... Go catch the series. Let us know what you think. Let us know your season two quarterbacks and all of that. But that will do it for us this week. We know we are kind of in and out here as, you know, the summer continues to roll on. But again, as football season gets closer and closer, we will be back at it more often. So to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks, give us a follow. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify and give us those five stars. Five stars for the Tailgate. Also follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Don't follow us on threads. We're not really going to be posting there. Follow us on Twitter, (laughs) but we are on Apple. I mean, Facebook and we are on Instagram, which means we do have that thread. So if you do want to follow us there, you know, follow us, but we won't be doing any posting. Follow that YouTube channel. Uh, We'll be posting more videos as the football season gets near, some breakdowns, and then, of course, when game starts, we'll be doing some posting. So follow that YouTube channel. And as always, any questions for the tailgate, anything you want to discuss, you can always email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Thanks for hanging out with us this week, talking TBT and building a, you know, the perfect Texas Tech wide receiver. But as always, we will catch y'all.